0: Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea the One Tehillim and Other Hebrew Texts Podcast, Episode 47. The following is the recitation of Psalm 42 and 43, aka Perik or Mizmor, Membet, and Memgemel, a double episode. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about these Mizmorim. Forty two Lamnatseah Maskil livnei Korach Kaayal Taarog Al Afike Maim Kane Nafshi Taarog Elaha Elohim Sama Nafshi l'elokim Lel Chai Matai Avo Era E Pene Elohim Haitali dimati Lechem Yomam Valaila Beamor Eli Kol Hayom Aye Elohecha Ela Ve veeshpecha alai nafshi ki eevor basach edadim ad Beit Elohim bekol rina Vitoda hamon. Hogeg ma tish nafshi va tahmi hokhili lelo him ki od odanu yishu ot panav elohai alai nafshi Ich Al cane Es carcha Me erets perdein Ver harmonien Me har mitar Tehom El Tehom Corre le Tino Recha Kol Mishbarecha Vigalecha Alai Avaru Yomam Yitzave Adonai Chasdo Uvalaila Shiro Imi Tfila L khayai omra lel sali lama shakhata lama koder eleh belahats oyev beretsach beatsmotai cherfuni Sorai bat Eli, kol hayom ayye elohaha ma tishtochachi nafshi uma tahami alai hokhili l'elohim ki od o yeshuot panai Elohai <music> Psalm forty three Shaftini Elohim, Viriva Vivi, Mikoy Lo Chasid, Meish Mirma, Vavla. Tifaltani, ki ata Elohei ma'uzi, lama zinachtani, lama koder et haleich belachat oyev, shlach orcha ve'amitcha Hema Yan Yiviuni, Uni El Har Kartsha the El Mish Knotaha the Avoa El Mizbach Elohim El L. Simchat Gili the Odha, Elohim Elohai Ma Tishtochahi Nafshi Uma Tehemi Alai Hokhili Lelohim Ki'od Od, Odenu. Yeshuot Panai Velohai Psalm 42 and 43 are considered by most opinions to be one psalm that was separated for whatever reason but have the same repeating refrain of Matishtohahi Nafshi Umathami Alai Odenu Panai Why are you downcast, O my soul, and why do you moan within me? Hope for God, for I will still thank him, the salvation of my countenance and my God. There are a number of theories regarding who wrote these psalms and who it is about. For example, it may have been written with Nebuah by David himself, uh, f- uh, future occurrences about the children of Korah, who although rebelled against God like their father, according to Rashi, were not swallowed by the earth because they realized they were wrong at the last moment and how much they thirst for a connection with God. Or it was by the children of Korah themselves that wrote it with Nebuah as well. Or it was by someone else who had actually experienced the Aliyah regal to Jerusalem, the going up by foot with the hordes of other people, the three holidays a year to Jerusalem, and giving karbanot at the Beit Migdash and feeling the closeness of Hashem and the place that he dwells, and now is mourning the loss of that closeness, since he is currently unable to get there for whatever reason. And his enemies, of course, are mocking him. There are some well-known psukim in this mizmor, like Pasuk Bet and Gimel, Ka'ayal Tarog ala Mayim, Nafshi Tarog elacha Nafshi Elokim lekelchai. As a hind craves for streams of water, so my soul craves for you, O oh God. My soul thirsts for God, the living God. There are also other familiar phrases from Hallel and Anims Mirot, and these psalms are customarily recited during the holiday of Sukkot. I want to highlight and combine some of the facts we just discussed. At first I thought that this psalm was beautifully repetitive of concepts we have already gone over and in many ways it is. But I had two main questions when approaching this Ms. Moore. First of all, What exactly is making the narrator so cast down and depressed that it's moaning within him and makes sure we know it in the beginning, middle, and end of these psalms? And also, how does the ayal, the deer, help us understand that better? At first glance, it seems pretty clear, and many of the commentaries suggest it's a clear comparison, the way that a deer in the desert pants and thirsts for water. That is how I feel dry and thirsty without the replenishment of being close to God. And you can go on further and say, it's not only God, but mayim, or water, equals Torah. And you can go even further and say, it's not only Torah, But the Mizmor clearly mentions feeling distant from Hashem's land in Jerusalem as well. And you can go even further and say that rabbis have noted that the deer has a special relationship with Hashem. And when it asks for water for all the animals, it digs its horns into the ground and screams in anguish. And Hashem answers him out of pity and gives him water to all the animals. So it's a deer that is thoughtful and has others in mind when he cries out. It's to be close to Hashem. So, all beautiful ideas and all can be explored further and have more to glean from. However, I felt like I was missing something. So, I did some research with our dear friend Google. <laughs> Pun intended. Okay, but seriously, deers fr- drink multiple times a day. They don't need a big stream of water, and a puddle is sufficient. However, in order to throw off their scent, they will go by running streams of water for not only drink, but also protection. Also, they have a unique panting sound through their nostrils that when it's loud in a certain way, it can indicate that they sense danger from a distance. I think our poet was aware of these nature facts, as people in those days were more in touch with those things. But also, he specifically uses the word ta'arog, which Rashi explains is the name of the sound that comes out of the animal, much like we would say roar for a lion. With this understanding, the fact that he uses the same word ta'arog to describe his soul, how his soul feels towards God, perhaps it's more than just a crave that we have come to understand it to be. Perhaps the poet is sensing danger from a distance. Let me explain. Right after those words, he describes that his soul thirsts for God, but then adds a further descriptor the living God, AKA not just one from his memories, but rather one that he feels he can physically serve and show his enemies and asks when he will be able to come, appear before him again, because he cries so much because his enemies say to him, where is your God? He then reminisces how in Pasuk Hay, Hamon Hogeg, a crowd celebrating a holiday, being together with like-minded God-worshipping people, feeling God's closeness as they served Him in the Beit Hamikdash, but for those memories he uses the words, "Ezkerav Eshbecha nafshi," I remember these things and I pour out my soul within me which the commentary suggests might indicate that these lengthened future forms of the words imply that the speaker is doing his best to remember and to weep in order to answer the previous mocking question of where is your God? Holding on to the memories themselves are his way of still serving God, the God that he believes in and that all those people believed in. So it's not simply that the narrator, the mashorer, is upset that God is distant from him; he is concerned because he senses the danger that these goy lo chasid, me'ish lo mirma valva, in pasuk aleph of Psalm forty-three, these faithless people, treacherous and dishonest man, is who he needs to be Shaftani, vindicated from is who he needs Hashem to show up and fight against so that they don't sway more people to their mindset. The narrator asks himself throughout the psalm again and again, why is he so down? And he reminds himself that he can have hope in God even though he currently feels abandoned because God has always been his salvation and will be in the future as well, so he doesn't have to feel down about it. Sometimes, we hold on to things that are unhealthy for us, and we shame ourselves and put ourselves down, as we have discussed in previous psalms. This, Ms. Moore, however, is the narrator coming from the opposite angle. Here, our narrator has found something worth holding on to, too precious to never forget or let go of, even if his tears have become his bread night and day, as it says in Pasuk 4 the danger lurking that these enemies will succeed in convincing others of untruth, that is why his soul is downcast. Remembering, holding on to the joyful memories, the possibility of what was and therefore the hope of what still can be again, as painfully distant as it is to think about, is the only thing that keeps him from being downcast and gives him the hope that he can one day again feel the closeness to Hashem. May we be able to differentiate between the memories and mantras that hold us back and cause us injury, shame, and disconnect versus the ones that will raise us higher to reach our fullest potential of self as well as feeling and being connected with others. The learning and recitation for this Ms. Moore is in honor of my oldest brother's birthday this past week, Ari Moshe ben Chayarisha. May he live in good health, happiness, have healthy friendships and connections, find a shiddach in good time, always have everything and everyone he needs, and be able to navigate through life in a successful and fulfilling way. Also, in honor of my oldest cousin's birthday this past week, Avi ben Devora. May he and his family live in good health, happiness, have everything they need, find success and fulfillment in all they do, and continue to live safe and meaningful lives. Please stay tuned until after this quick break.